1: Hi, I'm Matthias. I'm a psychotherapist and I specialize in working with trauma. Hi, I'm Joey. I'm an author and a poet. This is a podcast where we dive deep into complicated questions.
0: And share our personal experiences. Yeah,
1: and hopefully uh, we'll gain some insight.
0: Or maybe just leave with more questions. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, well, thing is, we're two dudes who probably just need some more therapy. Okay, I'm a therapist. I'm Matthias. I make videos on the internet about mental health. And I have two kids and a wife, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, that's that's the main points. Who are you?
0: You nailed or do that. Do want to go deeper? What, do I want? I we'll go deeper. <laughs> we'll go deeper in a second. Okay, slow down. I'm I'm Joey. I am 27. I live in Ottawa, Canada. Cold up here. Mm. Zero kids. Zero wives. One girlfriend. One house. <laughs> and I am an author social media content creator yeah yeah that's good
1: do you uh do you wear the title poet or do you not you think that's too
0: limiting I feel like I I have a lot of poetry and the poetry is like what goes I guess viral on online but I don't really write poetry I write installments that just sound good and then people label it as poetry and I was like okay sure but i i, I didn't what's, study poetry or anything what's an installment that's what i call my chapters oh. because i find they're not that's kind of cool enough to be chapters they're just they're just things and i just wrote mm-hmm. them in installments that makes sense yeah.
1: you do have just um they're kind of just these chunks of thought about life relationships yeah, they they kind of toe the line of giving advice versus saying something relatable versus validating things that people are going through. Yeah,
0: so yeah it is kind of a, a category all its own. I like to think so. I mean, I just stumbled upon it, but mm-hmm. so if you can hear barking, yeah. I have three dogs in my house right now. Well, I know it's way too much. So, well, it's all right. I have two kids. You have three dogs. So we both have something we're taking care of. Mine just have more hair. And I need to vacuum more. (laughs) You just have to get, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you do need to vacuum more, you're right. Oh, it's awful,
1: it's awful. We probably clean up a similar amount of feces and urine.
0: Oh, okay, we're diving into that. That's fun.
1: Well, I'm potty training my daughter right now, who's two and a half.
0: I wish we just clipped it at I'm potty training and that was your explanation. (laughs) I'm potty training.
1: I'm having issues. No, it's uh, it's 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 really exciting. My daughter is using the toilet uh, pretty consistently now. But getting to that point was a lot of spills and messes and Mm -hmm. carpet cleaner. So um, that's that's the reality. But it is totally worth it because changing diapers gets old real quick.
0: Now, obviously, you're going to say yes to this. But do you enjoy being a dad?
1: Obviously, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's I thought about this a little bit. I think that on the outside, um, different stages of parenting look better or worse. And I think that if you were to test people, um, meaning like there's been studies, for example, where you give them a buzzer, you give them like just like a little pager and then um, as a parent's going throughout the day, the scientist or whatever will like send off the pager and then ask in this moment, parent, are you happy or are you stressed, Mm. right? And then in that moment, the parent has to say whether they're happy or stressed. And so here's my guess. If you were to send out that pager to parents of young kids, most of the time they're gonna say stressed. For sure. But if you were to ask them, like, are you happy? Are you more happy or are you more stressed being a parent? Most people would say they're happy. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, having kids is a great thing. But then if you were to do that pager thing, they'd be like, well, I'm, I'm pretty stressed. Now that changes once kids get a little older And then you're kind of in like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like world. And there's some weird stuff around puberty and middle school that, of course, is hard for everyone, including the kid going through it uh, most of all, probably. And then teenager years can be great or they can be super stressful depending on your relationship with the teen. Um, And then when you ask folks with like kids who are grown up, uh, the vast majority of them say that they're way happy, like And they look back on the experience and are like yeah do it again it was great not everybody but a lot of folks are like oh this is great and then you give that pager to an elderly person this is where it gets interesting um the ones who have kids and grandkids in their life vastly happier than the ones who don't oh, I bet. so
0: i i feel yeah. like i think the yeah, stress yeah. is i feel like the button needs to be it's i'm stressed but it's worth it
1: oh yeah that'd be a nice button right because
0: like obviously. would you press the other one <laughs> would you ever press the I'm <laughs> I'm you ever stressed. happy? it's not sure. worth it <laughs> yeah I, I just think like okay everybody gets stressed there's stressful times in our lives but like stress isn't always the negative side of it in my opinion yeah I don't know I always think like okay not to compare not to be the classic compare dogs to kids but there's times when do it. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right now there's times when my do dog it. is acting up and I'm like Of course i'm stressed but you're looking at your dog you're looking at like eyes and you're like uh, Mm -hmm. deep down i'm not i'm not upset i don't regret this i'm still happy but you know what do you
1: what do you love most about each of your dogs tell me about that each dog what's the best part
0: so i have one and then my girlfriend she has one and then my brother's visiting right now and he has one Hmm. okay okay So so i don't care about your brother's dog good me either okay mine <laughs> my dog his name's Frankie I I love that he, it's just very understanding yeah. if that makes sense you speak to him you can tell he's he's listening and he's he's trying to like it's it he's trying to connect the dots in his brain and you can like see him think and then we have my girlfriend's dog Indy and so now she's a very big part of my life and she was oh the biggest stressor of my life because she was scared of men And so I had to train Mm. her or I had to train myself to teach her and teach myself how to be okay in the same room. I was going to ask,
1: how do you train your dog to not be scared of men as a man? What's your technique?
0: Well, she wouldn't go through the, for example, she wouldn't go through the door if I opened it. Uh, And so there's a lot of trauma there and she was adopted. and So we don't know exactly what happened. But So what I started doing is I'd Mm. prop open the door and I'd walk outside Mm. and then I'd call her. So I wouldn't be in the doorway. And then yeah. just like little things like that. And then that's just wise. never it's getting in her face or in her space mm. and just like not greeting her really at all. So I walk in the mm-hmm. door and I just like, so that's not me being rude, but that's me being like, you have your space and I have mine. I respect yours. Now you respect mine. Yeah. And then that's the psychology kind of
1: world. We... In psychology world, we call that respecting people's boundaries. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, that's it how you build a like
0: scientific word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's that's the technical term. OK, so now uh, let's make it you even worse. It her.
0: Let's make it worse. What do you huh? know? Pick a favorite kid.
1: OK, good. All well, right. <laughs> so my favorite kid right now. I'm just joking. Um, well, hold on. So I, I'll tell you that. But mm-hmm. so you like how your dog thinks, I guess. So Frankie, her cognitive process is what's most exciting to you yeah. about her. She has an Instagram account, right?
0: i'll stop you right there frankie's a dude whoa we have to have this conversation he's a guy dude i mean i did not mean to, i did not mean to miss him <laughs> he does have an instagram account and it's been a lot of fun that's kind of been like a separate part of my life this this i don't know i guess my two-faced online which is fun
1: yeah well what's what's the account handle so everyone can go follow this dog
0: frankie to the moon and i named it that because i named frankie after frank sinatra because he's got baby blue eyes and i, hmm. I the, what? what yeah, go ahead Go ahead. no i was gonna ask if the pronouns are in the bio but that's <laughs> like a weird joke they're <laughs> not
1: I, strictly because it feels like it's a bad taste
0: <laughs> i don't know i think you gotta somewhat make light of situations like that like that's fine they're dogs at the end of the day, they're dogs. Yeah, they're, dogs. And, they're dogs and they're dogs. I feature both on the account. One's a girl. One's a guy. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to throw that in there. But yeah, I have the dog account. It's just it's so interesting having mm. a totally separate like polar opposite creator life. Like on one side, mm. everybody thinks I'm the sad guy that just wants to cry or make you cry. And then the other side, it's just like I'm playing with my dogs and this is the greatest life ever.
1: You kind of need that balance.
0: Yeah, you should have that balance. I do, I don't have it publicly, but I do. You have a
1: Finsta? I, I love, Um. well, I, wait, what'd you ask? A Finsta?
0: A Finsta? Do you know what that is? Oh, dude, I feel super old. What's a Finsta? A fake Instagram. So it'd be like oh, oh. your secondary private Instagram.
1: Oh, I have one of those on Twitter. Mm, mm-hmm. Twitter, everyone's yeah. dropping out of Twitter. Uh, not me. I, I think it's fun. I, I mean, I'm on threads yeah. a lot too. But yeah, I have like an account where I follow all the political people that I wanna hear all their opinions on things and I mm-hmm. kinda like watching all the fireworks go off. But I don't wanna deal with the DMs of people being like, wait, why do you follow this person? <laughs> are you endorsing their political whatever? And so it's just, it's just a mess. So it's like yeah. there's like some user X, Y, T, one, three, four. That's just me following like everyone from like uh, AOC to Ben Shapiro to
0: everybody. Um, just seeing what everyone's talking about, so.
1: that's that's at the end of the day
0: it's it's on twitter it's entertainment and i feel like a lot of people forget about that it's like they're even if they're not creators they're also pushing for likes and views and to be heard more than i guess the other politician so it's interesting
1: yeah yeah so that's my i don't know what finsta would be on x.com Slash Twitter, but that that's my version of that. On Instagram, I follow a lot of the algorithm will just give me what I want, so I don't have to worry about all that. But a lot of stand up comedy. So like, um, yeah, just just a lot of like just clips of stand up people being silly. There's something actually really great for me personally because I'm a therapist that sits with a lot of deep stuff all day. So I I am a trauma therapist too. So I'm listening to you know, people's abuse stories, people's like the, the most complex relationships, you know, that they don't know how to figure out people being estranged from their kids, people's mom who's died, like, I do a lot of grief. So my day to day is in a very heavy place almost all the time. And that's fine. I That's, I, I love it. I, I find a lot of meaning in helping people. That's, that's what I signed up for. But there's something kind of like a breath of fresh air about comedy that kind of touches on similar vulnerable places but kind of makes light of it and there's kind of a levity to touching on some of those taboos but kind of poking fun yeah that almost kind of like oh okay like making jokes about stuff that is is serious and and probably we shouldn't be making jokes about like we should probably be more relaxed but for me it's it kind of almost provides a counterbalance because some of that stuff that's super heavy all you can do is either laugh or cry those are really the only two things that make sense to do and so you can cry, but for me that spends 8 hours a day in a heavy dark place about it. Sometimes laughing about some of that stuff just helps balance me out emotionally and so.
0: It's really the polar opposite. Right? Yeah,
1: about the same kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's healthy.
1: Yeah, thanks. I think so too. Yeah, I like it. I don't know why I guess I sound a little defensive of it in the way I'm describing it. I guess I Well, no, I, I feel pressure. like we
0: have to kind of I guess we're kind of built to put up a defense. When we're talking about anything like somewhat controversial, like there's a lot of controversial comics out there that people really, really hate. But it's like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: sometimes we're not connected to who they are or what they've done. It's just they said something funny and we laughed because it brought a little joy to something that was dark inside of us. And I don't know. I don't think like the cancel culture right now makes you feel bad for anything that you like, even if it's something Mm. amazing. It's like, how are you supposed to live? So I think
1: that's fine. Yeah. yeah the other side of the coin is feeling like you're the butt of the joke and everyone's laughing at you Mm. and so it's that's that's the part that it's not even me just being like defensive of like worrying i'm offending someone listening but it's also kind of a part of my own conscience it's like well i want to be respectful and not add to people receiving discrimination or hate i don't know it's there there's a yeah but it's multiple parts of me that feel different ways about it
0: but when you're when you're watching these you're not therapist you you're just you yeah right you're not at work you're not sitting there with a patient that's like hey (laughs) I don't know something abuse and you're like oh my god I saw this really funny joke about abuse here check this out like you're not doing that you're not yeah you're not doing that right no no, (laughs) not of course not
1: (laughs) no 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 it's um
0: yeah and
1: and obviously there's like a line where it crosses and and I'm not over there just like he and Han over like you know abuse but it's there's a yeah this is hard I don't think I've really like talked out loud about how I think about this it's like we're kind of in a culture that doesn't really know what to do about some of that it's Mm -hmm. because I think so much of communication in our culture is entertainment driven the way that you get your voice out in the world in any algorithm whether it's like YouTube or Twitter or Instagram is you have there has to be something sensational about what you're saying that grips people. That's what pushes it out in the algorithm and that those are the voices that we hear the most. And so the voices we hear the most are the most sensational takes on hard things. And so, you know, I approach that in my content through talking about it directly. And like, let's talk about the emotional weight that you have around, like, Yelling to your parents around the holidays and then feeling really awkward. Like, let's talk about some ways that you can make that better. You know, but then there's other people who kind of touch at it that same vulnerability from humor or in a skit or just like a great TikTok of someone just venting about their mom, you know, that doesn't have any constructive, you know, like skills. It's just like, God, this first date I went on was terrible, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We're all kind of trying to talk about the human experience, but the way we're talking about it is through sensationalism, which when we think about that ethically, morally, I'm getting way too abstract here. No, I kind of, I like it, I like it.
0: It, The way that I think about that, people are making videos nowadays is like, everyone's playing a victim Mm. and that's kind of how they're labeling it, which is, I don't know. It gets the- Tell me what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, what do you mean?
0: What was the example that you just said? Like, oh, I hate my mom or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like that, like, I hate my mom, my mom did this to me. And so, okay, we're, we're showing the victim side of mm. how much my mm. mom offends me in this way and does this to me just just to do it to me. And then so as a viewer, I'm watching, and it's like, wait a second, my mom sometimes makes me feel like that. Yeah, screw all moms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just, it gets, it gets the view because people want to feel that connection to that mm. one emotion that is still stringing along.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's the way I describe it is like, we want to feel like our experience is valid. And so sometimes someone like makes a video that's almost the exaggerated version of like what we feel, but it scratches that itch. And we're like, yeah, it does suck. And maybe I wouldn't call my mom like abusive or anything, like, but there's that thing she does that kind of drives me nuts, sort of like that. And so I vicariously get out a little bit of rage, just listening to this person rant. Um,
0: Yeah, I watched this one like podcast clip of, I don't know his, I don't know how his name, Burt Kreischer, Kreischer, Kreisner, correct. Yeah? Kreisner. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Man. Okay. I, cool. Burt Kreisner. Um, I'm happy. I'm he's awesome. a hoot. Yeah, and he, he's a real. I think hoot. He had yeah. his mom on, or, or somebody, he and did? they were like, "Have you ever thought about like, hitting me when you got angry?" Well, and like he just sat there yeah. in like silence, and didn't say much. And she was like, "Have you ever like thought about pushing me down the stairs and stuff?" And he just. Stay quiet.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've seen an episode with his mom. I know he did one with his wife. Is that the one you're thinking about? Oh, maybe it was his wife. Dude, she's not that old.
2: Okay, <laughs> well, just, I don't even know I'm, how to I'm say just his pushing
0: name.
1: at you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I uh, I, I don't know. It, it might have been a mom one. Well, yeah, it's everyone kind of like wants to ask those questions. That's what's kind of cool about a piece of content like that. I. Um, our, our mutual friend Jeff Harris did something similar to that so Jeff is a is a songwriter and, and a musician and he made a song that blew up on TikTok but then TikTok took it down um, and it was yeah it, there's a whole thing because he wrote a song uh, about mourning his mom's death but his mom's still alive and then he played that song for his mom and then had his mom sing harmonies and vocals on that song amazing And there's the part of me that's like, like almost cringes at the intensity of that. Yeah. But then you watch it and it's like super tender and sweet. And then there's a party that's like, oh man, I don't know how to talk about my feelings about the idea that my parents might die one day with my mom. I don't know how to bring that up. I kind of want, and and it's not even like I want to, but I kind of do. Like if I could have a way to tell my mom how much I'd miss her and how much that would just wreck me without just ruining the whole evening or something? Like I think there's a different sweet
0: though, when you do it with art.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my point. It's like that so I almost vicariously get to touch on that in my own heart by watching a video like that.
0: Yeah. So but if you were to make a video helping people or you can it could be like a video to yourself about how you would deal with your mom's passing. And I'm sure you've dealt with that in therapy with with your patients and whatnot. So I feel like Mm. that you'd be able to talk about because you would kind of put on your your hat and be this different person and so that's the way that i think he was able to do that is because he was like in his artist form i didn't see that video though Mm. i'm kind of mad that i didn't get a chance to see that
1: well it's funny because they took it down because he released it like he published the song and then they thought it was a copyright violation On his TikTok, and so they took the song down because he was violating his own copyright.
0: That's happened to me. And
1: (laughs) and TikTok is great, where you can't when you submit a claim to TikTok, TikTok is rarely wants to play ball and like help you with anything. So, it happens. Yeah, those uh those those vulnerable emotions, the suffering, the pain. It's hard to know how to approach it, and sometimes the humor approaches it in a dishonoring way but yet touches to a truth in the experience that we don't know how to talk about in an honoring way. And then, of course, we try to talk about it directly. And I think my content, of course, talks about it directly Mm -hmm. and talk about what would it be like, you know, for someone you love so much to pass and how would you get through it? And then i try to give people a life raft and like, here's some ideas. And so if it happens, you're not just left flailing.
0: Yeah, so many comics, they like, you don't really see it in their clips on, on Tik But if you go to their live shows, they actually have like motivational speeches hidden without or vulnerable oh, yeah. talks. And they they're saying like, basically this is where this joke came from. Like I mm-hmm. had an ex that was really, really bad to me, broke my heart, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the joke mm-hmm. comes, but like if you're just going there and you kind of like piece it together and you just take their little vulnerable segments, Mhm. They're just they're just like in a therapy session with 3000 people.
1: Yeah, they are. I heard a quote from Nate bargeski I think I'm saying that last name right. He's a comedian. And he said, yeah, comedy um if people aren't laughing, comedy just sounds like a mean speech. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that. Cuz it is. It's there's a yeah, it's a it's critical, it's mean, it's uh reductionistic. It makes sweeping statements. It it doesn't pay attention to the nuance. And in a world where all I do every day is tease apart the nuances, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to just be like, ha ha ha.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to just like veg out and relax, I guess. I mean, <laughs> maybe not relax, but just view it from a different point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get to relax. I was thinking I know, what do you do to recharge in your deep like Emotive content, you, you do stuff with your dog. What else do you do?
0: Yeah, well, that's I was going to get into that. That's the most interesting thing is that a lot so I make content that's emotional. None of my friends know me as this person, though. Like they all come to me for their hearts and hearts and stuff. But on your average day to day, if we go out for dinner, I am I'm more the comedian than I am the whatever yeah. you would call me, <laughs> uh, which is which is interesting, because I guess I just I just leave it in the office or leave it at the door. Otherwise, I'm going to be carrying it with me all day. If I walked around thinking about, you know, what I write about. I feel like that'd be a hard life to live. So Hmm. the things that I do, I love playing sports. Classic Canadian hockey kid. I like go with my dog. I love cooking. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I feel like you like to cook. I do. I didn't know you liked cooking. I loved cook. I love cooking. I feel like you like the. Do you like the art of cooking? Like the just everything yeah, about it. I get
1: super super technical, super into it. I'm really good. <laughs> I knew
0: it. I knew we it. we have
1: to talk about this, but we should probably we should probably start a different episode. We've been talking for like for a long time. But we, we have to start though. another episode and talk about. Do you want to, Do you want to talk about cooking in a, in a new episode?
0: But we haven't been talking for. We definitely need to like stop recording and start a new one but this episode was only 20 minutes max maybe i feel like we got to close it out yeah and then we can start a new one all right i don't know how to close it well
1: i think this is our close i think we keep this in
0: damn it listen i know (laughs) i said i wanted to be like the the listener's (laughs) voice and be like okay maybe the 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 dumber one on this side but i don't want to be like this
1: Yeah, I think we, I think we cut it. All right, everybody. That was episode one of the podcast. Um, Tune in for episode two, where we talk about cooking. I mean, we'll probably loop it back around to something more substantive (laughs) than just
0: cooking. They're probably thinking like, at the end, just clearly, these guys need therapy.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels.